thank you for being with us today. And you know, I actually delayed the beginning of this podcast in order specifically to get today's guest. Our first guest for our new podcast is Mr. Will Ness. Now, if you have been around the market common and are a fan of live music, you already know Will. So I am just really, really happy that he took some time today to come and chat with us. Will, thanks for being here. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Well, we have so much enjoyed, my wife and I have so much enjoyed your music, and it seems like you're just really all over the place here at Market Common. And um, we'll talk more about your music, you know, certainly in just a little bit. But first, you know, it is Market Common, Myrtle Beach Market Common Conversations, getting to know one another. I'd like to just uh, talk about you a little bit and get to know you a little bit. So. Very good. So you are a native of um, the area, general area, right? I am. Yeah, I was uh, born in Charleston, moved to Georgetown. I was a wee lad and went to coastal Carolina. So I've I've, uh, I've got my years in in the low country, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Very good. So uh, had your family been here for some time? Yeah. they. Um, my mom is from Georgetown. And like I said, I grew up there. So we we were there for, you know, I think they've been there for over 30 years at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been here pretty much my whole life, and uh, thanks to my mom and dad. Okay, very good. And, you know, uh, family and family names and family history always uh, interests me. Yeah. Um, the, the last name Ness, what I think of is Loch Ness, Scotland. <laughs> is it a Scottish name, or do you know? Uh, no, it's actually Polish. Oh, is it? Polish, okay. Yeah, um, my ancestors come from Poland. And um, my great great grandfather mm-hmm. came over. His grandfather brought him over, and then he grew up in Manning, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he actually ran a for every man store during mm-hmm. like, the Great Depression. Era, oh yeah, yeah. Which was just you know reasonably priced clothing for you know regular folks who were trying to struggle through the day. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how. That's kind of who. I come from, and I'm very proud of that, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank you. But uh, yeah, but that that was naturally the first thing that yeah. I thought because that's, that's like my only uh, set point on that because I um, have visited Scotland several times yeah. and have been to Loch Ness, and it's I thought, well, that's it. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think about elementary school, we get called a lot of things around our name, you know, me, uh, me included. So, so you still have uh, family and extended family in the area then, right? I do. Yeah, I do. They're down in Georgetown and uh, some of them are scattered around Little Beach too. So we're, we're all pretty close. You know, okay. Here. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, I do understand that congratulations are in order because you're recently married, yes, correct? Sir. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, five months now. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know, um, because of uh, of taxes, you will never forget your anniversary. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Actually, except this year, April fifteenth is not tax day. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. But that's that's the that's the catch. That that is the but catch. Until until that happens again, it will be tax day. I will never forget. Never, <laughs> never, that. never forget it. You're right. you're a good man. So you did. Uh, you went to coastal, yeah. right? I went to coastal. I studied music there and uh, had a good time. Learned a lot. Uh, pretty much the decision to go there shaped my life. You know, from what I do, where I do it, to who I married. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you met your wife there? At, uh, uh, I didn't meet her there, but I met her because I moved there. Okay, you know okay. So, uh, and then, you know, I met 
guys like Connor Mills and JP Taylor, um, you know, who are really good friends and musical collaborators of mine, people I really look up to musically and personally. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just meeting a lot of those kind of people and being able to network really wouldn't have happened without Coastal. So I'm very grateful that I ended, that I ended up there. Mm -hmm. Very good. You just mentioned uh, the name Dan O'Reilly. And for listeners, um, they will know him but again, may not know the name. So if well, let's give him yeah. a plug and then yeah. just tell it who uh, Dan is. Dan O'Reilly, uh, shout out Dan O'Reilly, Professor Dan O'Reilly. He is a music teacher, um, teaches saxophone, music history um, over at uh, Coastal Carolina. He taught me in an ensemble called Pop 101, which is basically like instead of being in a choir or marching band, you're in a rock band. Mm -hmm. And Dan taught us, you know, how to rehearse, how to write charts, how to show other people you know musicians respect how to be a professional and um you know he's also the band leader at um at, for the jazz band um at trevinia on saturday or on friday nights actually and they've been doing that for i think 20 years now so you know he's got a long-standing history of being the man around here um, so. oh no doubt i know that, that we so much uh enjoy that and have for years i mean that, that's just an event and like you know you have company you say oh they will be so impressed yeah. let's go down Certainly. we'll hear the jazz band at trevinia's and it, it's just one of the things to do no doubt. Uh, so. it's a staple. oh it's absolutely a and Myrtle, greater Myrtle Beach, honestly there's not a lot of jazz really that happens so to have that weekly consistency there with the jazz band you know keeps keeps jazz alive in Royal Beach so. yeah well we are we are grateful for them now are um, most of his or some of his other um, ensemble members also uh, coastal instructors or students do you know or uh, yeah his keyboard player Dr. Andy Fowler um, he was my music theory teacher at Coastal hmm. he teaches piano there and an incredible musician incredible uh, singer songwriter so he's there, and then his bass player, McKinley Doublebiss, plays stand-up bass. Um, he's a teacher at Coastal now as well, teaching music technology. Mm -hmm. um, his drummer, Mike Knight, is not, is not a teacher. He's actually the principal of Lakewood Elementary. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's also an incredible musician. Yeah. I think he actually might have a degree in music. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're all very... You know, accomplished. Uh, oh, no, no, we yeah. we really enjoy them as well. Well, speaking of accomplished uh, musicians, now we're shifting to the ones sitting here at uh, my dining room table. Sure. Do you come from a musical family, a musical background, or did you pick it up um, a lot yourself? Well, I would say I would say yes and no. Mm -hmm. um, my mom, she played a little guitar growing up. Um, you know, when I was a wee lad, um, and she. You know, would play the guitar at VBS and sing with my cousin, and they would do that. And you know, when I was a, a little kid, my mom would sing to me. You know, even when she was pregnant with me, she'd sing to me. She'd mm -hmm. have all these songs in the car, and then she turned me on to a lot of the first music that I loved, which was honestly a lot of Christian and gospel music. And then my dad kind of put me on like you know the Beatles, the Eagles, Bob Marley, Jimmy Buffett, Jim Croce, Tom Petty. Like, you know, the list, list goes on and on. So you know, but my dad, you know, he's you know, he makes a joyful noise, we say, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? but he uh, he is not musically inclined, but he's got amazing music taste that he passed on to me. And he really knows great music. So it kind of evens out. So I would yeah. say I do come from a musical family. It's just mm -hmm. not your typical musical musical family, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I said, well, I, I tell you that uh, from my viewpoint, uh, something that I'm so impressed with, 
Um, I have uh, daughters probably around your age who are absolutely the fans of the same music that I am such a fan of. And um, I can just tell, I mean, you know, music old and new, I mean, it, it's all good and there's there's just amazing talent in, in every generation. But I can tell that the music that I grew up with is also special to you. It is very special. Um, I think it's special because it's timeless. Yeah. It's timeless about all the songs um, from the Beatles, you know, Help or Let It Be. Yeah. Or, you know, The Eagles, Take It Easy. Yeah. You know, or Jim Croce, Time in a Bottle. Yeah. You know, I mean, just really timeless songs that you know i think today we still have songwriters who write timeless material but in terms of the greater commercial music industry a lot of it is kind of based on fads and whatnot but i think back then it really wasn't i think you saw more great artists and great songwriters not that we don't have those today right absolutely do sure but i just feel like you kind of have to look for them a little harder sometimes whereas uh back then they I don't know, just those songs are so beautiful and well-written and timeless. And you can tell that those people really put their, their time and their sweat and their pain and their love into those songs, you know? And, and uh, you know, just my own observation, of course, uh, I would say this because this was the, the music of my growing up. Um, but yes, it's there, but somehow it sucks us into it. It does. Uh, I mean, immediately as as well, and and you know, it's something that uh, is a little hard to explain, um, but I can just tell that you feel it and that Absolutely. you get it. Yeah. If we're talking about the Beatles, or if we're talking about the Eagles, or or Jim, or whoever, just you know, the folks that you um, you know that that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, have you ever, uh, who have been the biggest names from that area that you had, era that you have actually seen and heard yourself? Seen a lot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, Paul McCartney. Oh, you've seen Sir Paul. I've seen Sir Paul, man. Yeah, I was, oh man, when he walked out, I saw him in 2015 when I was 19. He walked out on the stage and was like, God walked out on stage. <laughs> oh it was, man. It was amazing. I mean, it was, I was like, I mean, just finally seeing that person that, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I'm, I can't imagine how it must be for, you know, people who really lived that whole time yeah. you know, since yeah. he started putting out music in the 60s with the Beatles. But just for me personally, I mean, the Beatles were such a huge influence in me. And I have so many great memories of the Beatles growing up, like going on church trips and, you know, the, 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 youth, the youth pastor would just blast the Beatles. He was from London. Oh, really? Yeah, so he'd blast <laughs> the Beatles and... You know, he would blast the soundtrack from across the universe. Which is yeah. Great. Yes. And uh, so, you know, we just always loved the Beatles. And uh, seeing Paul was just a really special opportunity. Um, but I also got to see the Eagles at um, City Field. Oh, good. In 2016, 17. It was right after Glenn Fry died. It was like maybe a few months after. Mm -hmm. it was, I think the second show that Deacon Fry, his son, oh, okay. who filled in for him. Yeah. Time. And it was, it was amazing. Just seeing that Joe Walsh actually was the one who really stole the show. Oh, really? Yeah, but you know, I got to see him. Vince Gill was with him too, so that was cool. And mm -hmm. Don Henley, so Tim P. Schmidt. Yeah. So it's cool to see all those faces and hear them live, you know. So. Um, and they can still do it. They can still do it, man. No doubt, they can still do it. And uh, I mean, Paul's up there, you know, eighty-one years old, singing, 
everything in the original keys. You know, yeah. I saw him a few years ago. I mean, he played three hours straight, no opener, no break. You know, just amazing. Giving them, giving the crowd everything he's got. That's another thing about those those guys that I feel like maybe is missing a bit more. Those guys really, really gave it their all for the fans. I feel like. Yeah. Like they really, um, you know, even Paul coming to place at Columbia. You know, yeah. South Carolina, which is a way smaller market city. I mean, I feel like those guys, they, you know, obviously they make money, but I feel like they want people to, to see them and they don't want to yeah. cheat. They don't want people, that, you know, especially when people pay money and they wait years to see somebody or a damn, you know, you, they, you don't want to cheat people. Yeah. Hard earned money of their experience. Yeah. So I feel like Paul and some of those guys are definitely mindful of that. Yeah. You can see that when they perform, honestly. Well, I, I guess, you know, between the two of us sitting here in my dining room at Market Common, uh, we have seen combined uh, the surviving Beatles because I have seen Ringo Starr. I have. Yeah. With, uh, with what he calls, of course, his all star band, um, which uh, included Edgar Winter, uh, was uh, doing keyboards for him. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but it you just did will get the feeling that here is a guy almost eighty years old who is doing exactly what he wants to do and enjoying every minute of it. Absolutely, man. you know we, <laughs> as they say, we should all be so uh, fortunate. Yeah. Um, and this was actually up in New England. I, I was with family. We came back uh, through uh, upstate New York and stopped at a little town called Bethel where many years ago there was um, an outdoor concert called Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so that was that was quite the trip. I bet that was cool. To that, see that, that, that was. We, we saw Ringo and we stopped at uh, Woodstock on the way back. So speak, it, it, it was. So man, I, it, just, um, it just occurred to me, did you see a movie a few years ago? And it was kind of a cute movie, but the premise was something happened and the Beatles had never met one yesterday was the name of the film that was a cute movie wasn't it it was a good movie um it was it was good i didn't like as much as across the universe Mm -hmm. but it was good um i kind of almost cried uh, if you went and saw john lennon yes Um, you and me both i teared up (laughs) yeah yeah i I teared up some people thought it was weird and i i guess i can see how but i just you know i'm I'm, john john's probably my favorite Beatle. yeah um, just because i relate to him yeah, most emotionally and, and stuff, but um, just seeing him and like seeing the guy's reaction to where like, man, you got to like live your whole life, like it makes me sad because I mean, John only got forty years. So, yeah, but seeing that was it was cool, but it was also I don't lie, I definitely cried. The first oh time yeah, I oh, I, well, I'm I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad actually that you will admit that, so that now I can as Excellent. well. Yeah. Um, because and and I remember the way in the movie that it affected. Um, you know, the, the main character, yeah. when he found out that John was still living, yeah. you know, in that world, yeah. and that he actually went to, so, you know, went to see. He gave him a hug and was like, I'm so happy, like, you got to, and I just, I wish yeah. that could have been reality for him, but yeah. rest in peace, John, and man, he Absolutely. great music, and I mean, he died in 1980, I was born in 1996, so the fact that there's that spread, but then he yeah. still inspires me more than just about anybody I mean, yeah. it inspires so many people to this day you know it's, it's amazing it speaks and to you know it is certainly and you just you know so many things if, if i know that you like history and you think about history that okay you just what if these these yeah. guys have never you know he lived on this side of town he lived on this side of town and you know they just happened 
to be at what this uh, festival where one guy was playing, yeah. like, you know, and it's just, you know, the world would be so different and not in a good way. No, had they way. had they not been with us. So, um, <coughs> God, they were with us. Huh? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because I, well, like I said, you know, that was uh, I was I actually remember watching. Uh, I guess that was in 1964, the Ed Sullivan show, yeah. you know, when they first, but I am a senior citizen. So, yeah, but I was just a kid, small kid, black and white Zenith, yeah. you know, and uh, Ed Sullivan was a staple. Everybody watched Ed Sullivan yeah. and everybody was excited. And it's know? amazing to hear, I was just jamming with a friend of mine earlier and we were talking about all this. It's amazing to hear all the musicians from like the 70s who came right after that. They just gave the Beatles so much credit. It just seemed like an immediate impact. And yeah, it just has carried on through time, and it speaks back to the timelessness of the songs, man. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you know, fingers crossed, if, if Earth is still here in two, three hundred years, I feel like you know, the Beatles will still still have some sort of audience. Uh, I I have I have no doubt as well. So, well now when uh, you perform, um, it's primarily. Uh, covers of other do you perform your own work uh, as I well do. some yeah i do yeah i try to give people what they want and i take requests on their gigs and mm-hmm. you know, i try to change it up on my shows so i don't get too complacent with my playing you know so that i'll stay you know in the moment and, and, and not take any moment for granted you know? mm-hmm. um but i do play a lot of my own songs at, at my gigs and um you know especially the ones that i need to test out um you know, I try to keep them at like what I think are my best, you know, seven, eight songs mm-hmm. that I'll try to throw in at some point at a gig. Um, but most of it is, is covers right now. Um, and I'm happy with that, honestly. I mean, you know, if I can make people happy and, you know, they can throw money on my tip jar. Oh, yeah. I have no argument, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, you make us happy and we see uh-huh. you uh, uh, perform frequently here in, in Market Common. Um, so, <coughs> so you... Um, do have recordings do. you have and are these uh, and I like I said I'm um, you know uh, certainly older than you do we still do the physical CDs and those are still available right yeah. it's not all streaming it's not all yeah. online music it's right not all online music um, you know Spotify I think we get point zero 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 three cent per stream or something like that yeah so it's like virtually impossible to make right <laughs> right 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 Taylor Swift or the Beatles or yeah. something like that, you know, but um, I do have physical copies of my new album. Um, I have five albums on Spotify, streaming stuff mm-hmm. that I put out since I was about 19. Um, but I do have physical copies of my latest album. And, I've, you know, it's funny because people will come up to me and say, oh, you know, I buy one that I don't have a CD player. You know, I mean, there, there's some things and, and I, I've sort of adopt new technology, yeah, you know, sure. but um, some things you you just have to hold. Yeah, um, and, you know, um, the resurgence of, as my granddaughter would say, vinyl, yeah. you know, where I would say, you know, record albums, but now it's vinyl. But among her and her friends, she's uh, 17. I mean, they are big fans of vinyl again. Yeah, yeah, it's come back, and it's funny because I mean, you'll go down to Barnes and Noble right now, and the Beatles vinyl will be thirty-five, forty dollars. So yeah, it's like you know, it's yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I have those physical copies though, man. Like whether it's a because independent artists too, they be making vinyl, and 
you know, selling them. And I even thought about doing that just to mm -hmm. have, you know, yeah. copies. Sure. But uh, I think having physical copies, people have to understand that, you know, streaming-wise, artists aren't really supported. So if you want to support a musician, it's important to buy their CD or buy the T-shirt or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you really support them. You know, we love the streams. Yeah, know? sure. I, and I love when people just say, hey, I like that song I heard on Spotify. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, if you really get down to the nitty-gritty, and I have to be, and if it's time for me to be totally honest, I would say uh, that's the main way to support artists is to buy their merch. Yeah. Well, so how, what is your, your latest, um, we'll call it CD then? Yeah. Or, yeah what, what's the uh, title? It's called Quarter Life. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of wrote the album. <laughs> I started writing the album when I was 24. Mm -hmm. And I finished it when I was about 27. So the okay. process, um, 10 songs. And uh, kind of revolved around a quarter life crisis. Mm -hmm. So lots of like, you know, questions and, you know, struggles, but also like hope and yeah. like that on the record too. Um, you know, um, a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Blair Mathis, God rest his soul, he passed away two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. And he was a really good friend of mine who, you know, kind of put me on the music path. He was a musician and an artist and a carpenter. And he ran a great coffee shop in Pauly's Island called the Barefoot Barista that I grew up playing music at and so have you know the guys at paperwork um which is a great band in myrtle beach you know all those guys grew up playing there and, you know he was a staple and he kind of set us all on this path that we're on now so when he passed away he was one of my best friends when he passed away it really kind of sent me down you know it, it sent me down a hole you know what i'm saying yeah started, you know looking at philosophy and looking at all kind of different religions and all kind of stuff and you know, that turned into writing songs. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's a couple of songs on there that kind of deal with, uh, you know, life and death and all that. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of songs in there that are just kick back and have a good time. So it's, you know, it's kind of, which, which is important. You know? It is very ones, important. Right? Or so far as we know, you know, so it's important with, with the dark to make sure you have the light because without, without the bad days, you can't have the good days. Right. Oh, thank you for saying yeah. for saying that because that, that hits, uh, especially you know now since I'm a little older, uh, that just about sums up my philosophy of this stage of my life. Sure. <laughs> you know, in uh, in in just a few words. So sure. you know, thanks for that. So where do people find it? Where do people find your music? Where can they find it physically? And you say, what do they look for on Spotify if they want to listen to your music? Yeah, you just type in Will Ness, my name, and uh, five albums. Um, if you want a physical copy of a CD, I don't have them for sale on my website right now. But mm -hmm. yeah, pretty much I'm just trying to sell them with my gigs mm -hmm. to really have that um, that ground level communication with somebody. So if somebody yeah. wants to buy a CD, then I can have a whole conversation with them. Yeah. And they get to yeah. know me. And, you know, if you make a new fan, it's really important to make them feel like they're important to you. Yeah. You, know, you invest yeah. five minutes into somebody and, you know, they're your fan for the rest of the rest of their life. Absolutely. You know, that's a, you know every, especially at this stage, you know, every fan, you know, counts and, and means something. You know, I really yeah. love and appreciate somebody who loves and appreciates what I do. And yeah. what I do and wants to support it. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so is it, would it be, and this is just a guess, but it would be www.willness.com or? Yeah, uh, willnessmusic.com. 
willnessmusic.com. Yes, okay. Well, I hope everyone will visit that yes, and, uh, and check that out. So uh, uh, I know we see you frequently. About how often do you play here in the Market Common? I do Virginia <coughs> on Wednesdays and Saturdays, 5.30 mm-hmm. to 8.30. And then I do Gordon Hirsch um, on Tuesdays, 5.30 mm-hmm. to 8.30. Um, I'll also do like one Friday a month over at Tidal Creek. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like playing over there too. Um, yeah. But uh, Gordon and Trevania are kind of my main, my home base. I right. So I'm very grateful for those gigs. And uh, it's kind of cool to have a couple places that people like kind of know. All right, if I want to see Will Ness, I go there. Yeah. So. Well, count uh, count my wife and I uh, among those folks. Um, and but it, it's just been it's just been good from the first time we heard you. Uh, we thought, well, you know, I hope he's around for a while, <laughs> you know, because we, we really do, uh, like his music. So now I, and I'm, I kind of get, you know, the idea you also, uh, you like the outdoors, yeah. um, you like, uh, uh, you like books. I know that you yeah. are a reader. We've read many of the same books. Yes. Uh, I love to read. <laughs> I love to read. Um, yeah. Probably about two years ago, I started, like like I said, you know, I got really reading into like philosophy and religion, and that kind of turned into novels, and then I started trying to write my own short stories, you know, mm-hmm. trying to dub Hemingway, Bukowski, Steinbeck, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, it's really fun. Um, you know, I've actually, lately I've been reading Harry Potter, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've really been enjoying it as an adult, um, and, uh, you know, it's reading is just... Is, is such a relaxing form of meditation and um, such a way to expand your mind because you can see how somebody tells a story or even you can see, you know, if it's, you know, an author from the 1920s, mm-hmm. or if it's, you know, um, Oscar Wilde with Dorian Gray, like the 1880s, you yeah. know, it's like that takes you back into time and you yeah. put yourself in, in the character's shoes and yeah. you see the, a world that you wouldn't know otherwise, you know, so it's. I, I just have to, when, when you mention Oscar Wilde, it, it just uh, caused me to think. Um, I have seen his tomb. Oh, really? Yeah. And he is buried in the same cemetery with uh, Jim Morrison. Oh, really? Of the Doors, yeah. I did not know that. Yes, yes. Now, uh, Jim's uh, tombstone is small and nondescript. But in recent years, they've had to put a fence around it, you know, yeah. because it is very, a very popular attraction. Sure, yeah. um, but uh, Oscar Wilde's uh, tomb is, is quite large, yes. uh, but they've also had to put um, like a fence around it because it was a popular thing to do for ladies, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to put on lipstick and, and kiss and leave a, a lip imprint yeah. on Oscar Wilde's uh, uh, big monument. Yeah. Um, Chopin yeah. is buried in that same cemetery. No way. Yeah. Wow, I gotta go to the cemetery. It's in Paris. It's in Paris. Yep. Okay, Paris, yeah. Paris, France. I've always wanted to go to Paris and go to the um, original um, the Shakespeare and Company bookstore. Yes, the yeah. Beach owned, yeah, yeah. Ernest, F. Scott, Gertrude Stein, D. H. Yeah. Lawrence, you know, all the James Joyce. Yes. You know, all these great authors. To, to just, walk those uh, streets. Yeah. And, and, you know, on the uh, bridge uh, uh, and the edge of the Seine, there's all these little booksellers, yeah. you know, with all these little booths with antique yeah. books. And it's, yeah. it's a wonderful city. So I hope you get there soon. I will get there. It's on my it's on my short list. Very good. Well, Will, I, I take this has 
flown by. I have so much enjoyed this conversation, but you offered to um, like do a couple yeah. of minutes of music for yeah, us on the way out, to. right? Oh, yeah. Well, I do uh, appreciate this, but I will tell you in advance how much I have enjoyed uh, this conversation. And if any of you out there hearing it, we have interesting folks here in the Market Common. We have interesting folks here in uh, Myrtle Beach. So if we would like to get to know one another a little better, if you'd like to uh, suggest yourself or suggest someone else for a conversation with the Myrtle Beach Market Common Conversations podcast. Um, I would say that episode one, from my viewpoint, Will, has been a big success, and I certainly appreciate your time. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm honored to have been the, uh, been the opening guest. You are, you are opus one. <laughs> so what are, you going, what are we going to hear from you, Will? I'm going to play this song called, uh, called You Missed Your Turn. You missed your turn, missed your turn. I was chasing you for so long. Broke me heart, whiskey in my bones. Didn't think running around was wrong. Don't know since I found a new love. Take back control 